Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Brace yourselves for unknowable horror, because the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program has returned. Yes. Nerdy Show's beloved RPG audio drama of black comedy and Lovecraftian horror is back with an all-new series, a chilling tale called The Terrible Secret of Lot X. Head to CthulhuMystery.com or find the Call of Cthulhu Mystery program wherever you procure fine podcasts. Succumb to the maddening call of Cthulhu. The following program, Flame On, is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Flame On. My name is Pat. I'm your talking bearskin rug sitting in the host chair. And it is time for a... I'm just going to say a cast recording because <laughs> it's a half cast. We're a half cast right now, technically. I, I mean... I mean, three-fifths. It's, it's an well, odd number. Tec- no, te- I mean, technically. Are we, counting, are we counting other people? Technically. <laughs> if you go to our website, there's six of us on there. <laughs> and Eric's Sora picture. <laughs> we still got to do your, your headshot, Eric. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, it is time for our October cast recording uh, where we discuss the month in pop culture and uh, our take on it. You've already heard them, but I'm going to introduce them anyway. Joining me for this, we have got BJ. Hey, what's going on? And Eric. Howdy. So, it is October. It is towards the end of October. Spoopy. Most of the major stuff for this month is done. Too spoopy. I, Ooh. I'm amazed that I'm actually even like conscious right now. I've slept a lot in the last you, two days. I was going to say, you're doing much better than last year. Right. <laughs> you're, you're doing a lot better than last year. Because well, last year you were just staring at us like, I don't want you people in this fucking house. I'm just so tired. And then Brian would just say something and you were like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is great. But also, I, he really needs a nap. Well, I mean, last year, 
I also had to deal with uh, four days of issues after oh, yeah. the event was over. Can I tell you the collective sigh of relief everybody <laughs> had with who won? We were all like, yes! Yeah. Do you know the collective sigh of relief I had when it was over? We were so happy. What, what was there a possible problematic winner in the contest? This no, year? no, no, no. Oh, no. that's okay. that is not what I've heard. But okay. Oh, uh. there was there was there was one person who I don't know who I don't think's from town, and every and and a handful of people were like, "Yeah, we're glad that asshole didn't win." And I was like, "Oh, what?" Well, like, see, it's one thing if you think the person's an asshole. It's another thing if they're if they're going to cause you an issue and brand tarnishment. But I'm I'm very happy with the one that won. Yes. Yeah, so if, for those of you who don't follow my life, uh, Bear Bus was this past weekend. So I uh, spent over 50 hours running around the Parliament House over the course of three and a half days, entertaining bears from all over Florida and uh, the world. Because beyond, had, uh, I know that we had Europe represented. We had uh, Canada. Um, I think we even had South America uh, represented. We had bears from quite near and far alabama <laughs> that was really far that was a long trip for them socially yes <laughs> <laughs> uh so we are here to uh to go over this month in pop culture let us start with the one thing that i have the least desire to talk about <laughs> so, and so much so that it made me giggle that Pop Culture Happy Hour did a review. Oh god. And that episode I enjoyed was that episode. Twelve minutes long. <laughs> Most of theirs are about twenty. <laughs> this one was like the full length of the podcast was I think thirteen minutes. So when you take out the intros and the outros, oh, that's great. it was about 11 minutes of talking. They didn't it, even do their it, happy things it, on It was that a episode Steven Universe episode. You can't be happy when you're talking about that. Exactly. So <laughs> we are going to start with some Venom talk. BJ, you went and saw this movie. <laughs> I'm the only one. You were the one. Okay, so it is the weirdest. It's entertaining, but it's so weird. It is... It is like watching something. Like it's like you got in a time machine. You went in the '90s and you watch an action. You watched an action movie. Um, the thing though is the writing for Eddie and Venom. They they fucking like. There's no doubt about it. Like in like Venom's like I know how you masturbate now. There's no their interaction is like a a couple, which is kind of great. That is like the only noteworthy thing of the movie is their relationship. Everything else, everybody tried really hard and did a good job. Did they, though? <laughs> did they? The writers, not so much. Sony, Sony, not so much. But nothing will compare. I don't I don't think people care about spoilers, but I will go ahead and give you like two seconds to skip ahead. Okay. Nothing's better than Cletus Cassidy is... In the movie, yes, at the one of just one of the post credit scenes, the wig they put on Woody Harrelson is the best he thing is ever. Cletus? Yes, he, he is, is Cletus Cassidy. How? Wait, <laughs> why? <laughs> why, God, why? Exactly. He's like twice as old. All the emotions you're feeling right now should be. All the emotions you're feeling right now hit me and my friends like a ton of bricks because we're like, wait, what? What? And then they show his hair, and I'm like, oh, they slapped a wig straight from the comics on his ass. Like, not even joking. It is, 
Like you're 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 through the movie. You're like, okay, it wasn't total crap, and then you're like, oh wait, there's more. I yeah. can see Woody Harrelson as Cletus the Slackjawed Yokel before I see him as Cletus Cassidy. Oh, he he talks he talks like Cletus the Slackjawed Yokel. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, complete with a a super southern accent on top of it. It's it's ev- did he call, I, did he call for Brandine or the pig? No, he the, the the his only lines were when he gets out there will be carnage and ugh. But da, da, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Never. Never. I don't care if I'm on a plane and it's the only form of entertainment I am allowed. I will stick toothpicks in my eyes before I watch this. So, um, the oh. only other noteworthy thing was you, you get a full opening scene to Spider-Verse. And that movie is actually going to be... I was like, oh, yay. Oh, here oh, we go. Oh, okay. Yeah, the animated film, okay, Spider-Verse. Yeah. Um, because it goes meanwhile in another universe, um, you have Miles essentially running from Prowler, his uncle, um, like hauling ass through the streets, no web shooters or anything. So he's just kind of trying not to get hit by a car. Um, and then he accidentally uh, Venom shocks Peter. Um, outside of that universe is Peter's grave. Um so it looks like is it's, this intermixed into the movie or is this just like it's a it's a it's a post credit scene there it's they dropped like a, a like an like a, a full scene from Spider Verse at the end of Venom, but just like that movie alone, not like they somehow weave the two things together. This is just like somebody pressed play on the the DVD of the movie. Well, no, no, like, no, there's a little like, like there's like, a little there's a little comic book header. That just says, meanwhile, in another universe. Oh, okay. So, so like, it has nothing to do with... Like, no. the Oh, okay. No, no, no. I, the way you, at first you were describing, I'm thinking it, like that there is some sort of like combo between the two, and it made me really sad. But okay, so, got no, gotcha, no, no. gotcha. No, no, and it's... it's uh, Spider-Verse looks like it's actually going to be pretty fantastic. That's still not worth me going to see it, because <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse will come out as its own movie. So yeah. I could just see it then. Yeah. Well, anyway, so... But I, I, I give it... Two and a half flames out of five. All right. Better than I would have expected. I mean, I got to see She Venom, so I was like, yay. This is horribly awkward and gross, but yay. Is Michelle Williams She Venom? Yep. I don't understand why there's a She Venom, but anywho, I don't. I, that's Yeah. There's... These, are, these are questions that I don't ever need to know the answer to. I'm not a big Spider Man fan. Oh. Like, I didn't really read any Spider Man, so. Uh, uh, oh, and and just in the the Venom Venom's um solo series, I think his first one, um, Eddie is uh stuck somewhere where there's a lot of heat and noise, so Venom goes through the phone lines. I'll 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 always love that, and uh, attaches to his at time girlfriend, and then makes she makes her way to him. All right, yeah. All right, so Venom. <laughs> is a movie that unfortunately made way too much money, which means there's going to be more. Uh, Morbius is up next. Well, and I look at it this way. DC has put out some garbage-ass films that have made a lot of money as well. So, which means that they keep on making more, but they'll eventually get to a point where there needs to be some sort of like well, reckoning what? in their their mindset of what they're fucking making. It's just my, I want to believe that my problem <laughs> is it just delays 
the rights going back to Marvel. They're not. That's... Gonna, they're not going to go back to Marvel, especially now that they made the deal. You know, it's going to be a long time. At but least they, we they only they only made the deal for Spider Man, which is fine because I like everything they're doing with Tom Holland. Yeah, but yeah. you want to see this a, whole Venom verse? You want to see a very? You want to see a better representation of these characters in the movies? Yeah, I get you. I, I would love you. to see what the MCU would do with like some sort of symbiote based storyline. Like I, I think it would be great. I want to see a boy band of all the symbiotes. <laughs> symbiotes. Oh, 15 times. 15 times is every time they is how they Do say it. Do they say that. it that way? Every, yeah. Symbiote? Yep, 15 times. Symbiote. Possibly 16. I, I didn't count one because it actually sounded correct. Because <laughs> your eye was twitching by that point. <laughs> At that point. <laughs> you're like, I can't take this no I more. Was, I was, I, once we got to eight, I was like, eight. <laughs> Through gritted teeth. Oh, Lord. All right, so that's uh, that's our Venom review. Yay, we made it through. <laughs> What's next up? Aquaman in December? Um, no, no. There's um, I mean, if you count um, I'm not the Harry Potter franchise is like no, somewhat superhero comic-y. You've got that no, coming up. That's not. But yeah, I think uh, Aquaman's the next in the. Is that before uh, Spider Verse? Uh, oh no. Uh. Uh, yes, that's before Spider Verse because Spider Verse drops Christmas Day. Oh, okay. And I think Aquaman's like the 18th or something along those lines. Yeah. 16th, 18th, something where the uh, Star Wars movies have kind of been dropping. Yeah. Um. All right. And then we go into next year and we've got Captain Marvel and Avengers 4. Yep. Which they still haven't given us a title. I'm actually. They, they I'm, won't until after Captain, Captain Marvel, probably. That's so close to the movie, though. Like, yeah. That's incredibly close. Is it February to March? Me- uh, March, is, March is uh, Captain Marvel, and May is supposed to be Avengers 4. Yeah. And they haven't pushed it back at all, and it's already said they've... Well, they no, they're not going to, because yeah. they filmed it back-to-back, so they're not... I mean, it's all post-production now. The thing is that it's... There is such a short break, and then, I mean, it may actually even get pushed up, pushed forward, because that's what they did with the, the last one. Because they wanted it to release the same time as overseas. Oh, yeah. So they didn't change the date for Avengers 4 here yet. But I wouldn't be surprised if it gets moved up a week like it did the last time. But I mean, the thing is, we really know what Avengers 4 is going to be about. So You think you do. Right? And Brie you Larson in an do. interview was pretty much just like, so I was like, can you tell us anything? Nobody's got, she was like, nobody's gotten it right on the internet. So, <laughs> like. I kind of have a feeling that Thanos is going to play a smaller role in all of this. Because this will be the gateway for phase four and what's going to be, yeah. you know, like, what's going to happen after the all these characters are gone. Well, not all of them, but the ones who are leaving because their contracts are up. So, we'll we'll see how that all rolls out. And I'm sure you will hear all about it when we come back and review those movies as they come. I still don't want to see Aquaman, but maybe I'll see it. I'll do it again. I'll do I'll do another solo. That one doesn't look as bad as Venom did to me, but I still have no care about Aquaman. Dubro? You don't you don't like Dubro? And, no. And honestly, I mean, don't send me hate mail. Jason Momoa is hot. I get it. That's fine. I can see him shirtless on the internet. I could see him shirtless in Game of Thrones. Like, there's a lot of things I can see him shirtless in. I I find him sexier in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, I yeah, Cal Drogo. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but the movie itself just doesn't 
doesn't speak to me and i just eh. but hey i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people that go out and see it and maybe this will actually be a good dc movie along the lines of wonder woman so fingers crossed for that i'll hold out for shazam eh. not kazam not kazam no okay just check not shaquille o'neal i forgot about shazam honestly Sinbad. completely <laughs> forgot about shazam <laughs> yeah Absolutely i mean they dropped forgot. the trailer and then they're like here's the trailer bye like well I mean, they could have done the, uh, they could have pulled the, the Fox route and been like, here's the trailer for Dark Phoenix. We're pushing this back. <laughs> Again. Again. Months. Wait, they put one of those out? Yeah. I thought they were just showing clips from X3 the last day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Damn. Somebody, much. somebody get Fox the burn cream. <laughs> Shit. Damn. <laughs> Because it's the same exact story. Because er- it really is. Y'all, Eric looks so sweet and unassuming, <laughs> but he comes out with such shade, like you would swear he's an evil genius. Like ka 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 ka. And speaking of shade, oh boy, we'll transition into uh, this. I guess will be my diatribe part portion of the episode. I'll go over some of the the travel and the things that pertain to uh, our podcast. I was in New York for a little over, or about a week. I was in New York. Um, I was on vacation for a little over a week. But I went to DryCon New York City, the second one that they've held. Um, Three days. Three days of queens. Three days of merchandise. (laughs) Three days of lines. Needed to go to a sports bar afterward? Eat some wings? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no but i did go out to the bar and get drunk afterwards each time so um, it was well worth it it was it was fun it was entertaining they added on the extra day um for drycon this year and this year both of them had the extra the extra day and friday was the vip and like the weekend pass holder preview so i did most of my stuff on friday because if there's any time that you're going to try to like get the most out of it it's the day when the least amount of people have yeah. access to it. And so I kind of got to skim around. Not all the queens were there on Friday, but getting to see a lot of the exhibitors and see the, the booths that were set up and do shopping on Friday was always a, was a plus. Um, because I also then was able to purchase a couple of things that helped. I would say expedite my Saturday, but I spent five and a half hours in one place. So, I mean, it didn't really expedite it. It just <laughs> gave, allowed gave, you to have five and a half hours. Right. Gave you place. more time exactly. to spend more time. Exactly. Uh, so, I, I ran around. I shopped. I met Angina for the first time. Yay! She was Aww. adorable and really, really fun to talk to. Bought a pin from her. Um, I saw Mrs. Kasha Davis Aww. and Mr. Kasha Davis. Aww. I ran into them on the street, actually, when I was going to get my badge uh, from my friends that um, that I was helping out over the weekend as exhibitors. Of course. Um, and I saw Pandora Box. Yeah, It was always delightful. Um, I'm trying to think of... I saw Trixie Mattel from a distance because her line was redonkulous. And I see her every summer in Provincetown now, so... I was not standing in that line. <laughs> Alyssa Edwards' line was horrifically long. It was crazy. I could, uh, yeah. She's uh, she's really like exploded lately. Oh yeah, and then she was giving away um, like some sort of merch if you tweeted about her Netflix show Dancing Queen. Oh, so it was like this whole like 
thing on top of thing on top of thing. Uh, Kimchi had some some amazing drama with Dragon. She apparently spent a bunch of money with these people to make outfits for her for Dragon, and then they I guess just stole her money and didn't send her outfits. Oh shit! Yeah, she's dragging them all over Instagram stories or Instagram Live. Like it just it was crazy. It's funny watching like. You hear about these things while you're on the floor, but like I don't really follow them while I'm there because mm-hmm. I'm trying right. to save battery life. Because you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's I'm in the middle I mean, of the Javits Center. I heard little things about it because she would post hints about it on Twitter, uh, uh, probably yeah. on Twitter, but she wouldn't post any pictures or anything. That all goes to Instagram, and I don't Instagram. So, well, maybe you need to get on the right? IG. Come yeah. on, get on the gram. Yeah. You're already there. You just need to use it. Exactly. Like, you could just follow people. You don't got to post. You could do just like Twitter. It's just another app to open. <laughs> I know. It's just so difficult. Listeners. I only have so many hours in my work day to scroll through feeds. <laughs> Listeners, what you don't see is Eric is now shaking his fist at a cloud going by. <laughs> what you do is you just take some extra fiber and squeeze in another bathroom break. There you go. Easy peasy. Um... <laughs> But I did, uh, speaking of five and a half hours, uh, on Friday, I bought a, I purchased a fantastic tote bag from Katya's booth. And at that point in time, they were like, we've already closed down the line for today because it's so long. Um, but we're going to put this numbered sticker on there. Come back tomorrow and then we'll expedite, you'll get expedited in the line. So I got in line at like 1030 in the morning, right around the time that the floor opened to general public. And um, I was already really far back in the line. <laughs> oh. And it was a clusterfuck. It really was oh, a clusterfuck yeah, because it wasn't a matter of like, there wasn't somebody that was like, oh, did you purchase merch already? Okay, well, then you need to be in this part of the line. So I was just, I sat where I was sitting and I started talking to these uh, these two kids that were there. I call them kids. That's how old I am at this point. They were probably like early 20s. <laughs> I'm like, come sit around the Snapchat, youngins. Let me tell you about when we had landlines. <laughs> um, sorry, stealing. Did a you little... get their MySpace? <laughs> yes, our, I did. <laughs> I did. Our only social media was walking down the street together. Um, and then they, this one of the women that was running the booth came over and like started trying to reorganize us based off of like the hundred space on the sticker. So it's like. Oh, if you have three hundreds, come up here, and then it went from a single file line that was pretty fairly put together to she just kept pushing more people in, and the line just bulbed out. Ugh. At one point, I'm pretty sure there was like seven of us across. Womp womp womp. And then I was like, "Well, who goes next?" And then they were taking VIP like crazy, and we were in the non-VIP line, the general admission line. So it took from the time I sat down, it took I think about five hours and forty five minutes. To go get in, see Katya, who had a whole hell of a day. She did the uh, panel with Trixie and then came right down and then was just sitting there taking pictures, signing autographs, doing this whole thing. By the time I walked in there, I was like, hey, how are you? And she's like, I'm good. I'm like, no, you're not. Don't lie. I get it. (laughs) I'm like, I feel really bad for you. (laughs) But good job. Um, so we chatted for a minute. She signed uh, the tote bag and and got a got an adorable picture. Like it's a, I I think it's a really cute picture of me and Katya. Um, and then immediately went to the ninety nine booth and got some free shots of ninety nine over there because they were giving it out. Oh, nice, cool. Yeah, that's the fun part is that there's at least a couple of like liquor vendors. 
So it was like, shot a fireball, shot of 99 bananas. Like, you know, go around and have some fun with it. Uh, the vendors were a lot of fun. Uh, Swiss Embassy was there. I got to hang out with them. That's who I was uh, was palling around with and helping out a bit. Uh, Clack That Fan was there, who uh, provided us with some of our fans for our adventures. Um, it, it Chantel just, was there? Chantel was there with Gay Days, mm-hmm. represented as Miss Gay Days. They were with uh, another Mystery Productions, I believe. They were sharing a booth with them. Um, I went over by like the Sugar Pill booth because... At first, they were doing a little like meet and greet if you bought Trixie's uh, color palette. And I was like, maybe I'll buy some Trixie Mattel makeup so I can go see her instead of waiting 40 hours. And then they were like, oh, we just sold the last one like five minutes ago. And I was like, yeah, for the for the meet and greet. And I was like, right. never mind. I don't need a $50 palette of makeup. I'm going to go over here now. See you later. <laughs> um, I got a shade button or a shade button. For those I've of seen. You who- I've heard. Who will uh, giggle about that? Oh, is it like one of those Target that was easy buttons? The Staples ones, yeah. Yeah, Staples. Oh, yeah. okay. It's it's over there across the room. I forgot to grab it. Um, I got Sean Reinholdt a, a uh, RuPaul ornament. Because while I was waiting in line for that five plus hours for Katya, he sent me a text and was like, I need you to get this for me. I will Ven- Venmo you the money. And I'm like, I don't know how to use Venmo. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we'll figure it out later. He's in town right now. I know. I texted when I saw that. I was like, <laughs> um, "When do you leave town? Because I can then give you the ornament and not have to ship it." <laughs> See, I thought it would just say shade. No, it's got to make the shade noise. That would be a Latrice button. <laughs> <laughs> the shade of it all. I really want a Latrice shade shade button now. And if it were a Trinity Taylor one, I would say, I call shade. <laughs> we can make, like, I, these have to make, these have to happen. This is, this is perfect merchandising for them. Uh, but overall, it was fun. I went for a little bit on Sunday. Um, uh, just because I was like, I wasn't going to do the final day because I was so tired. But it was the one day that I actually could go out and drink afterwards. So I went on Sunday. The VH1 booth was so much fun. They had the, like, um, I think I posted it on my Instagram. But you know how like they do the promos and they have like the neon lights and then like they do like they've been dancing around and then they do a slow mo dancing. Oh yeah, yeah. they have oh. one of those booths set up. It was nice. Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> I never get it right because there's always like the at the at the end of it, I'm always I always stop. So like my video is always like kind of wonky about it, but I'm like eh, it's so much fun. And um, I met this lovely young girl Kim that was working the booth. She was really cool. I remember it's Kim because. Um, she had big curly red hair and I just thought Kim Possible and um, <laughs> there was a really hot guy Scott that worked there oh lordy so handsome I wanted to use him as a prop but they wouldn't let me <laughs> they were like here's a fan I'm like no can I get him and they're just all like ha 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 no <laughs> <laughs> like we haven't heard that 500 times today right so no overall it was a good time it was fun to get back up there and um, and, and go for DryCon and then uh, just like three days later Wait, is that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Four days later, I was right back at the Javits Center with Brian for New York Comic Con. And uh, we wandered around on Thursday. We saw the Rickmobile. Brian actually got to go get oh. merch from the, from the Rickmobile. <laughs> Unlike when it does the tours around here and there's like a six-hour wait to get to it. Yeah. We, thankfully, when we got there, it was like maybe a 10, 15-minute wait at the, on the line. So uh, got to go to check that out. Walked around, saw the Marvel booth played uh marvel battle lines 
uh, got some free pins out of the deal and actually just dropped yesterday as of this recording on Tuesday night. Oh. I got a little notification because I pre-registered. That's how you got one of the pins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't gotten a chance to actually play it since then, but it's it's interesting. It's a like a almost like a card battle game, like chess, but with Marvel characters, and you need to be able to defend and block, and you try not to get let them get like a tic tac toe thing. It's interesting. I don't know. <laughs> it's tic tac toe. It kind of was like you have to get four in a row, like to then like it's tower get, defense. It's weird. Magic the Gathering. It's so definitely not like any of the other like Marvel games that are out. Uh-huh. So it was kind of interesting to see it, and the graphics were really good. So I'm I'm curious to like kind of see if I can actually understand it and play it, or if I'm past that demographic right now because I just turned 37 a week ago. I'm pretty sure I've I've surpassed that demographic, but. Gosh, you're old. I know, right? I know, and I just turned I just turned a young 35. 35. You can hear it in my voice. The boys all loved me. My name was Sharon. <laughs> we walked by Robert Kirkman at one point when I was on my way to get this shirt that I'm wearing, my lovely Sailor Moon. Um, was this Super S? Which one was Pegasus? Um, Super S. Yes, I had to double check the shirt because I can't remember. Uh, every year for the last couple of years, they've done like a, a NYCC exclusive shirt, and it's only fifteen bucks, and I love it. And it's like my first stop is always to go to the Viz booth and get that shirt. Uh, but we walked by Robert Kirkman, and I almost wish I had doubled back. Did you swoon into him? Oh, so handsome, so handsome. Oh, damn. Have you never seen Robert Kirkman? No, uh, he's, he's figgity fine. Come on, Daddy. Damn. I still, I still love the, uh, the the time that he was on at midnight with Kevin Smith. Yeah, and, and they, they both said they were bears, and they danced up on each other, and then Hardwick yeah. started the chant of bears, bears, bears. Oh my bears. god, <laughs> he could spit in my mouth during flu season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, all right. <laughs> see, <laughs> you wouldn't check the calendar before you did it. I mean. That's true. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we missed him on the way back because we were in line at the Viz booth. Uh, but then we wandered around. The they had an awesome looking uh, mansion from Resident Evil Two, but that Ooh. was it. Was really just kind of the outside. Like um. inside was just I guess playable demos for RE Two. Um, they had Mega Man Eleven set up, uh-huh. which made me think of Eric right Yay! away. Um, and then I texted him about it, and he's like, did you see the, the life-size Russian Mega Man? And I was like, nope, on my way back there now. Because, <laughs> <laughs> of course, Russia's fucking adorable. So I took, uh, we each got our picture with the, uh, the Mega Man and Rush, and we got to wear the little blaster accessory and everything. It was Aww. awesome. Uh, and they had the other side was Devil May Cry. It was like three-sided, like front and back, and then yeah, on the okay. side. Um, yeah, so I, we didn't really do anything on the Devil May Cry side. And I just kind of wandered around for a bit. Um, I was super excited because Trish Stratus was supposed to be there, but she wasn't at the time. In my 90s gay WWF slash E heart was like, oh, it feels just like when I was growing up. Because Christian was there. Trish Stratus was there. And I'm like, really? This is just amazing. And then I felt bad because nobody, like Christian was literally standing right there and nobody was in line for him. Oh no! And I wanted to go over and be like, "Oh no!" How much is an autograph or a picture? <laughs> but speaking of who I wanted to take a picture with, but I did not because it was super fucking expensive and screw that noise. 
because it was like sixty dollars for a picture. Ooh. Austin St. John was there. Oh, I've never seen him in person. Oh, holy! F- oh, he uh, got so hot. Uh, he yeah. was always hot. Yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah, thought he was but hot I mean, back on the show, but he beat but into I mean, a day. Yeah, Is it flu oh. season? I don't care. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. He was so hot in person, but it was like literally it was like sixty dollars for a picture, and I was like, I'll just admire from afar because <laughs> I'm not paying that much to get a picture with him. <laughs> but it was fun. I mean, we only go for the one day. So it's um it's a lot to take in. They had an LGBT um like quiet space in essence. Like um they like a, a one of the the conference rooms was sponsored by Glad and on the day we were there it was Glad and uh Times Out. I can't remember exactly. It was one of like the the LGBT organizations that's based out of New York. And it was like it's just a little area you can go to. You can go charge your phone. You can go just kind of chill. They had little tables to kind of meet and socialize. They had a um, a Glad photo booth set up. Ah. So if you took a, a picture, they donated a dollar to Glad Aww. for Spirit Day. Like it was, it was really like I think this was the first time they've ever done it, and it was really kind of awesome to see because there's always some LGBT representation at new york comic-con but to see it increasing and expanding was fantastic it sometimes i'm a little slow and this is one of those times because you kept saying glad and i didn't realize you meant glad (laughs) (laughs) i thought you just meant glad trash bags i'm like why are they sponsoring (laughs) i mean i can think of a handful of people that they could sponsor but i don't think they mean the entire community no no (laughs) Um, and we went to our favorite part of that show in any show, Artist Alley. We went and saw Danny Haas, um, who, as I was standing at his booth, because at some point Brian wanted to go see other people, and I literally just stayed with Danny. I was like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure you've adopted me. I'm now your fifth child. Or sixth. How I many mean, kids you, does he have? I mean, I'd call him daddy. I have called him daddy. So. <laughs> He started texting me, calling me Bay, and I said, "You call me Bay, I'm calling you Daddy." And he's like, "All right, <laughs> this is the relationship that we have." Daddy. Uh, <laughs> so as I was at Danny's booth, uh, when Brian got back, I saw my absolute most favorite cosplay from New York Comic Con. There was an Asian American gentleman wearing a gray blazer with his with his black hair and his glasses, and attached to him via a wire. Off his shoulder was a butterfly, and then coming from the center of his chest via a pole was, is this a pigeon? And then he would stand there, and he would do the pose from the meme and from the from the anime. <laughs> it was spot the fuck on. I'm gonna post it on the uh, on the Flame On page. So when this drops, uh, go check the Flame On Facebook page because I will put that <laughs> up there. I have other pictures from Comic Con that I'm gonna put up. Um, but I will make sure I post that one when this uh, when this episode drops on Friday. It was fan fucking tastic. Uh, we went over, we saw Dan Parent, we saw Janet Lee, um, Ryan Brown, and when we went over to see Ryan, it, he was just it was him and Charles Soule, and they were like two spots away from Tom King. Oh, okay. Who I had never seen oh, before, wow. and I was like. Yes, Daddy, you can get it. <laughs> and um, Mitch Jared, 
I think is the other one that's working with them on like the Batman stuff or uh, I think so, yeah. Holy fuck daddy. I was like, "Yes, ma'am, you could do naughty things to me." So what you're saying is you were going to catch the flu. I would catch the flu. Yeah. <laughs> and I really like I honestly like their line was ridiculous, but I literally just wanted to walk over to Tom King and hug him and be like, "Thank you for your amazing writing." And then just walk away from him. Probably would have been tackled by security, but I still wanted to because his shit is fucking amazing. So overall, it was fun. And then Brian went to uh, Brooklyn. I wasn't feeling well that day, so I ended up going home. Um, but he went to the way station and, and did the Doctor Who costume and trivia contest uh, where um, Elisa, who did the Doctor puppet, was a guest as well. And oh. she brought her um, Jodie Whittaker Doctor puppet with her. And they showed one of one of the like I think her final special, and uh, and it was a good time. So he posted some pictures up on his Instagram. I think they're I don't think they're on the flame on one, but we'll get those up there once he gets back from Japan. So that is travel. Because then after that, Eric joined us in Maryland, and we went curling. Do you want to talk about gay curling? Yeah, gay curling. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the Potomac Curling Club. They, this is the second year, and they are the hosts of the first ever and currently only LGBT and allies uh, curling tournament in the U.S. There are multiple of these held throughout Canada, because Canada, they're all about the curling, and U.S. is just catching up. But, uh, yep, so it was a great weekend. They had drag bingo. And some of the saddest lip syncs ever. Because if there were ties for bingos, the way they decided who actually won was the two people had to lip sync. Oh. And I think the first time it was two heterosexuals. So I was mad about it, but I'm like. And then neither one knew the words to. They they tried. Man, I feel like a woman. And one was a woman. I'm like, (laughs) you a middle-aged white woman. This should be your lifeblood. This should be something that you have danced around in your house to so many times. And they 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 kept on grabbing like for items to be microphones. And I'm like, bitch, you're not yeah. actually singing. This is a lip sync. You be all right. Just, yeah. Wow. But it was a good time. Uh, our team was Goldilocks and, the th- and her three bears. Aww. Plus Mama Bear. Plus this other bitch on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, that was good times. That was travel for me. Cool. So I didn't go anywhere. We don't let you out of the. We don't let you out of the city. It's probably you for the sneak, best. You have to sneak out when, when you go when you go up to Atlanta and whatnot. The world's not ready for this. Uh, <laughs> so before we um dip into some television talk, let's do what you're listening to. Are which I guess last time Brian wanted to change the the title of, but we're not going to yet because he hasn't come up with anything better than what you're listening to. Um, I will kick it off. Um, even though I just I know I I just talked a lot. I'm gonna do mine first because I don't want anybody else to steal it. On our road trip from New York to Maryland, I hadn't realized, but Brian had uh, put on Serial season three. Ah. Which is, I think, actually, this is kind of my favorite season of Serial. Season one, obviously, because it was kind of a different format, a different type of thing, was very riveting. But at the end, it felt very much of a letdown because there is no real conclusion to it. Like, Sarah Koenig is like, 
he could have done it. He could have not done it because there is no there there is no new like solid proof either yeah, which way. Because she didn't really give an opinion. At no, the literally, end. I think at the end she pretty much said he could have done it or he might not have done it. Like I'm not sure which which it is. And it was just like, oh well, thanks Sarah for bringing us along in these 13 weeks of of joyride on this case. <laughs> and then the second season was the Bo Bergdahl. Um, desertion case with the military and all of that and i listened to the first couple episodes and i just didn't really care as much about it but this season they spent i think it was a year in uh cleveland observing the cleveland justice department and um basically kind of going over and talking about different cases and like kind of taking a look at the justice system in this one place and it's been a really, really kind of interesting perspective on how justice does or doesn't work sometimes and how it affects people of different races. Because, like, the first thing that they talk about is, um, like, a bar fight with a white girl. And then there's uh, the majority of what the, the cases that they're discussing um, affect African-Americans and just how, like, pleas work and how certain judges kind of go a little bit out of their way to really kind of keep people under their thumbs. And it just, it's very, very interesting, very riveting, especially with how so much of what's in the news today. Um, So for them to kind of be doing it this way, like I'm really digging this season so far. And it's, I think six episodes in five or six episodes in Uh, Thursdays are when the new episodes drop. Um, So check it out. Like if you're, if you dug cereal at all in the first two seasons, Check out this season because it's been a lot of fun. And as a side note, uh, sibling rivalry is back with the second season. Now that they're both kind of on a easier, a little bit easier schedule, so go check those out. Eric, what are you listening to? I'm also listening to a podcast, uh, and to transition from sibling rival rivalry uh, to race chaser, uh, the podcast started by Alaska and Willem which is going through all of RuPaul's Drag Race episode by episode, kind of reviewing it and giving some behind the scenes. Oh, nice. Yep. Yeah, then when, when Brian mentioned it, I don't think they had started doing that yet. So that's really kind of cool. I like that that concept. Yeah, so they get so... Um, so far, they are up to season two episode... They just did the Snatch Game, the first Snatch Game raspberries exactly (laughs) so they've had a couple uh guests so far in studio they had angina in studio i met Uh, her they did an episode with bb after they wrapped the first season i met her too and then they recently had pandora in studio and then they have a recurring segment each week where they just kind of are talking to one of the queens on the phone. Like the first season, it was Tammy Brown. So every episode, they'd have some Tammy tidbits. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so the second season is Tati's tidbits. <laughs> so, uh, but it's a good listen if you have any interest in RuPaul's Dry Grace. It's just a good. Uh, they dispel a lot of tea about a lot of stuff all over the place. and Oh, let me know when it gets to season four, because I want to hear that. Well, I mean, just in general about what Willem did. Well, or 
I mean, if Willem is on the show, this yes. is Willem's show. Right. When we get to Willem's season, but I can only imagine. I mean, Willem has dished so much shit about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I want to hear it from his mouth, like, as they discuss these episodes. Yeah. Like, that will be season four and season five, because those are their seasons, I think will be the most fun to listen to. Right. Because yeah. they have personal in-depth knowledge of the behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about that. So every Wednesday they drop new episodes. Nice. Yeah, that's what I'm listening to. Cool. BJ, what you listening <laughs> to? <laughs> um, so you all know that like I'm not riddled with anxieties and I have it together. <laughs> but when I You need don't it, have crippling depression. <laughs> I don't have crippling depression at all. Sure. Um, we all do. <laughs> so, <laughs> um no, there's a book uh that um an and I've I've been I've been burning through Audible like a madman. I think I'm on my like tenth book for this month. Um, Those books on tape are fantastic. They are. Um, but uh, my personal favorites right now is "Unfuck Yourself" uh, by Gary John Bishop. Um, it's got a it's it's a it's a quick read or quick listen. Um, it's got some really good affirmations in it. Um, and he is uh, Irish, so that's. That's nice to listen to. Um, but uh, no, it's got some really good affirmations for if you're having any issues with just like you feel like you're stuck in a rut. You feel you're trying to make some real good changes. Um, and it's it's very no nonsense. So be able to take a little bit of criticism because he's just like, why the fuck are you sitting there whining about this? This isn't important. This thing is important. So. Uh, I like it. It's it's really if you if you're one of those people that doesn't really like sort of self help books, this is actually probably a good one because it's very direct and to the point. And that is unfuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Unfuck yourself by uh, Gary John Bishop. Cool. When you said affirmations multiple times, my head went to two different, very different pop culture places. <laughs> uh, Please tell me one was Savage Garden. No, what, damn it. What was Rent? Oh. When they're at uh, the group therapy, oh, and let's yeah. continue the affirmation. Okay. And then the other one was just uh, Viola Davis in The Help. Uh, you there was kind, it is. That was, I was expecting you that smart, one. You is important. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My, my head went to Savage Garden and their second album called Affirmation <laughs> with the title track Affirmation on the album. <laughs> I may have just put that album on the other night when I was driving home, but <laughs> maybe that's why it was right there on the forefront of my brain. I love me some Savage Garden. What can I say? That uh, chicka cherry cola. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners, if you're enjoying this episode or any other episode of Flame On or our brethren shows on the Nerdy Show Network, you can help support us. By going over to patreon.com forward slash nerdy show and becoming a patron, a patron saint, if you will, of the Nerdy Show Network. You can donate any amount that you want. But the higher that you donate, the more perks you unlock, including behind the scenes, outtakes, uh, pictures. Maybe there's a sex tape somewhere. I don't know. You never know what you're going to find on Patreon. But we are absolutely listener-supported entertainment. So if you are enjoying this, please head on over and check out patreon.com forward slash nerdy show and think about becoming a patron today if you want to follow us on the socials as i think that the kids call it nowadays the soch the soch the soches 
then you can head over to flameonshow.com and uh, just scroll to the bottom. We have links to our Facebook, our Instagram, I believe Tumblr, all of those are there. Just click on it and you can follow us and um, and you can even comment or communicate with us through there. If you want to send us a direct email, you can just use any of our names, either Brian, Pat, Eric, BJ, or Jeff. I mean, I think he still gets mail somewhere <laughs> at flameonshow.com and, uh, and shoot us an email. We've been getting some, uh, some emails lately. So on, I think our next episode, when Brian is back, we'll, we'll, we'll read some reviews and read some emails, but we'd love to hear from you guys. So uh, check us out, flameonshow.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. Let's talk some TV. If you want to hear our thoughts on uh, the fall TV shows that were coming up or that had just premiered, you can check out our last episode in the feed. But since then, more shows have dropped. Uh, we have a little bit more insight into some of our shows, and we have at least one show that we completely left out, so that way we could talk about it here on this full cast episode. So let's go in reverse order from what we did on the fall TV preview, and we'll start with Eric. You got something that you're watching that you want to talk to us about and let us know what I, the dealio is? I did have something that I done watched. You already done had done watched? You done did done watch it? I did. Because it was a Netflix original. So all at once. Uh, it is The Haunted of Hill House. Oh. Uh, I've actually heard it's really fucking scary. It is really good. Uh, it's a great time of year for it. You know, October, Halloween. Spook- very good times. Spoopy. Very spooky. Um uh, it's not the same story as either the book or the movie, which had previously come out, um, although it does share character names and story plots, story points, plot points. One of those phrases, All of those. One of those phrases is correct. All of them. Um, <laughs> follows 
a family of seven, two adults, five children, who originally bought Hill House to flip it over the summer, and shenanigans happen, and they leave, and it affects the rest of their lives. So it's a very flashback, flash-forward type show. Cool. And the first five episodes are basically the stories of the first of the five children. So it's a good feel. Cool. I've heard a lot of good things. The majority of the feedback I've seen on Facebook has been positive. I've seen a couple of people that are like, "Yeah, I didn't love it. And then there were some that like said that you had to kind of get through the first few episodes to really kind of get into the feel of it. So, Yep. Excellent to watch with the lights off alone in your room. Yeah. Sounds about right. Or are you? I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very good. <laughs> Yay, transitions. BJ, what are you watching? Um, I have... <laughs> oh, man. Um, I have actually been kind of digging this season of The Flash. Um. I I like the fact they are like I was on the fence about the thinker last season, but he ended up being kind of a pretty compelling villain. Um, you had that kind of duality between um, the thinker and his wife and Barry and and Iris. Um, so I was I was kind of excited when they said they were going to do Cicada, and they're very I know they're going off comic a bit with Cicada, um, but he is unsettling as fuck like. I know they've had murderers in the show before, but this is like an actual serious take on a serial killer uh, going through some sort of tr- uh, so- some sort of trauma, um, dealing with family, and he blames metahumans. Um, and then on the other side, we've got Excess, um, Barry and Iris's daughter from the future, who like popped up randomly in the last season a couple times, and then finally was like, "Hey, I messed up. My bad." Um, and her whole she is not being honest with anyone and i kind of like that cuz she's almost a little bit too good to be true um so you've got you've kind of got her as like a newer speedster cuz you know they're always itching to add speedsters to any flash story um i'm when a, at the beginning of the show when it first came out they were like we're not going to do a whole team of speedsters and every <laughs> season they're like let's add some more here's an evil one again um so uh i like the addition of her i would really like impulse but uh so far excess has been pretty she's she's adorable um i can't wait for them them to kind of they said they actually weren't gonna drag on her storyline the entire season um so like i think in the interviews they said by episode five or six you'll have pretty much her full story um and what's actually going on with her uh, there's a lot of hints uh, with Eobard popping up again. Um, so yeah, I'm wait I, with that guy playing Eobard or what's his name playing Eobard. That's the that's the big question. As far as I know, the I actor know that, was, that was very specific on on my part. As far as <laughs> the the original, not not, not the Tom ha- Cavanaugh, not the not Wells, not, not Wells, the other um, guy, the other guy. I think he got he's been getting roles and other stuff, so he's actually left left the show. Um, as well as the guy that plays uh, Wally West, he is on. He um he's around for a couple episodes, I believe, of Legends, and he was definitely in the first episode, well, first two episodes of the season of The Flash, and then he was going on hiatus to work on just family stuff. Um, 
because even though he's not a character that like they do a lot with, he tends to bounce around a lot in various um, Arrowverse shows. So I, I imagine he would need a break. I think he he fit better on Legends, I yes. think, than he did on on Arrow. He just seemed very whiny uh, towards the end of his run on on Flash, and then. Um, if I said Arrow before, I apologize. I meant Flash. <laughs> uh, but when he was on Legends, he they at least wrote him with a little more confidence. And yeah, he seemed to be in his own like focus on himself instead of being in the background of the ensemble. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I, I've I've enjoyed it as well. Cicada is interesting. Um, I'm curious to see how this whole thing goes. But it's been a pretty good season so far. And I know they're supposed to introduce um, Spin, uh, I think, next week's episode. Um, I don't know who that is. Spin, um, originally Spin in, uh, was a metahuman, um, not unsimilar to Top. Um, but in the show, they're going to make Spin kind of a corrupt news. Like uh, like like somebody that's just riling the masses on social media and stuff like that. So kind of almost like a foil for Iris, um, to kind of give her somebody to kind of worry about or or deal with. I get worried about tops also. So. <laughs> oh no! Oh, spin, spin. spin. God, no, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm actually I'm really liking Iris's character a lot more this season. Because she's not screeching at the mall? She's not screeching at the mall, and, and she has, like, especially with the addition of her daughter, who's very much just like, mm, I grew up with you, so you can you can just hang back a bit. Um, and Daddy Joe, um, I'm, liking, I'm liking the West family a bit more this season. They've definitely settled into kind of their dynamic yeah. after this many seasons, so it it's, it's definitely seems like a more cohesive comprehensive show and uh ralph is nowhere near as annoying like yeah. they toned him down a bit they toned him down the perfect amount like yeah. he's still doofy but at the same time he's actually helpful yeah and he's a lot less tripping over everybody else and everybody tripping over him um i like this whole thing with caitlin looking at her past um i think they're finally going to address the fucking thing that metahumans have been around well, a yeah. while yeah, because that was that was hinted at, or that was hinted at in like season two or season one or two. Well, yeah, but now like when she did that whole like vibe back to her past and that accident when she had the Jean Grey backstory, <laughs> and all of a sudden it was, she was like, "I'm Killer Frost," and it's like, "Ah, oh. yeah." So it'll be it'll be fun to see that. And yeah, how that all works out for her. Well, awesome. Well, check out the Flash Tuesday nights on the WB CW. <laughs> Whatever, whatever network it's on. Wherever they air Sister, Sister, and Pinky and the Brain. (laughs) Sister, Sister. (laughs) Never knew how much I missed you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Hanging with Mr. Cooper is on Hulu. (laughs) BT Dubs. No. BT Dubs. I forget what I was looking up, but Hanging with Mr. Cooper is on Hulu. (laughs) Living Single is on Hulu, and I need to go back and rewatch that shit. Yes, that dropped in January. I remember, like, there was, like, my Facebook went crazy when I was like, Living Single's added to Hulu. I I went looking for or Total Wipeout was like one of those recommended shows, which is the British version oh. of Wipeout, taped in Argentina. What? I yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it was there was more space and a better climate for it. Um, but it's the British version, 
taped in Argentina from like 2009 <laughs> or 10 or something like that. It was like a year after Wipeout uh, premiered in America, then like it licensed out to other countries. And then I was like, oh, okay, it, like it's the same shit, but the dry humor doesn't exactly make it as funny as the oh. American version of it. And John Henson, like John Henson really didn't make that yeah. a lot. So I was like, well, if this is on there, let me check for Wipeout. Yeah, only if you have Hulu like live TV can you watch, can you stream uh, Wipeout. Boo. Yeah, it's weird the things that they have paired with it. Like, Josh got mad that I haven't seen Pretty Woman. So I checked Hulu, and it's you can only watch Pretty Woman on Hulu if you have live TV. It's the same with DuckTales. Uh, they have they have uh the new du- they have the new DuckTales cartoon on there, which and, is also fantastic, by the way. And Murphy Brown, you can only watch on Hulu if you have live TV. So it's it's interesting. But uh, anywho, so what I have been watching is the one big show that we did not talk about in the fall TV episode. Um, but before we get to that one, I do want to give a quick little recommendation uh for the men out there listening. A million little things. On ABC, it's a drama-ish, like, 30-somethings drama. So, it's this interesting take on, like, the male friendship. And, it, I mean, it, it focuses on the wives as well, or, like, the girlfriends. But it tackles, like, male relationships in a different perspective. Oh, is, uh, this is the one where it's, like, the four friends and one um, in, uh, ends up committing suicide. Yes. Yep. And and it kind of makes the other three reevaluate like why they don't talk about things and and why they hide like emotions and stuff like that yeah i remember reading an article on it yeah and one of the main characters um is in recovery from breast cancer um a second character was planning on committing suicide and the news of the one the, the one character's suicide like changes everything like it's a very interesting it's very I feel like I, I never watched Thirty Something because I was I don't know like ten at the time, um, but it feels like that that kind of middle aged drama, but with serious hints of like Desperate Housewives. So it's got that like heartfelt deep tone, but then there's a lot of drama underneath the surface and like things happening and people doing things and all like it, it really. I didn't expect to like it. I binged the first, I think, three or four episodes like in a row because at, at that point it had been out for a little bit. I recommend it. Check it out. At least, I mean, if if you're kind of into those drama with kind of intrigue, like, you know, little undertones, it, it, it's, it, it's good watching. I, I'd say that. And the, some of the guys are really cute, so it works out well. But the show that we haven't talked about is The Good Place. And I know that people were probably listening to that episode last, the fall TV preview one. Where, they were like, where is it? Why why they skip it? Exactly, and and we did it so we could talk about it now. You'll just have you'll just have to become a Patreon subscriber <laughs> right. and listen to our Good Place episode. <laughs> you you can only get this with live TV or Patreon. <laughs> so the Good Place came back for season three, and uh, it's been fantastic. I can't deal with how. They have managed to keep this narrative going, and the, every season so far, they just knock it out of the park with that first episode. It's like three different premises. Like they've changed the premise three different times for each season, and it works flawlessly. Yeah, 
And it's been fantastic. So this season, okay, if you haven't watched the show, stop listening to this now or skip ahead because whenever I'm around somebody and I'm going to like either say something or watch something about it and they have not seen the show, I refuse. There are very few shows that I feel like you need to go into. You need to go into it like like a blank slate. You 100% yeah. blinds. You cannot know anything about it to really appreciate the show. So first season, you think that you're in, you know, you're in the good place and that there's, you know, just been this mistake and it you get the twist of, nope, this is the bad place and we're torturing you. Surprise, mother forker. <laughs> Holy mother forking shirt balls. <laughs> <laughs> and then season two, you have the spin of, okay, well now Michael kind of defects to their their side and they're trying to figure out how to how to just kind of survive there. And then this journey to, okay, well, let's try to get to the good place. And now, and then it ends with them being brought back to life. And now this season. To see if they can earn their way. Exactly. To see see if a bad person can actually make a change if given the right push. Given a push. Yeah. And in this case, in all of their cases, a literal push. A literal push. Um, Three of them being pushed out of the way of the, uh, the object that kills them. And one just a push of the the lock on the safe to open up so he doesn't suffocate. Oh, doing whippets in a safe, Jason. So now they are alive and back on Earth, and also have their memories taken. They don't remember the the. Oh good, yes, yeah. so this is. I mean, they basically everything yeah. from the point of where they would have died. That's they're just now continuing their lives, and they all end up in by mostly michael's machinations except for well no actually all of michael's doing they end up in australia where chidi is a professor and eventually eleanor kind of gets him to do this study and tahani and jason become part of it and they've introduced another character to like the main ensemble of the the show simone Simone. garnett yeah who is fucking amazing? She yeah. is great. Uh, that's Kirby Howell uh, Baptiste. Is um Baptiste is the, B- Baptiste is um the actress that plays her. She is such a perfect addition to she this ensemble. Absolutely hilarious, and I love like I love how her and Eleanor kind of gang up on Chidi to kind of get him to ask her out. And when I, he was in that MRI machine. <laughs> She's just like, oh, will you ask Simone out? Uh, is this for the test? Yes. It is now. <laughs> it is now. This is for science. Yeah, buddy. If you don't answer, it'll mess up the science. Like that that moment, because I was kind of, I was like, no, Eleanor and Chidi. And then like when Chidi walked into Simone's office and, she, and she's just like, so what you're telling me is you're going to walk in during my office hours. You're going to demand I use like million dollar equipment just for you. And you think that's okay. And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll make an appointment. She's like, no, you're super weird. I love it. Let's go do it. Like, <laughs> like I absolutely love the addition of her character. Yeah. That, I, don't, I don't know if it would, I don't know if it would feel the same if they didn't have that extra little bit of outside push from the cast that we already know, from the group that we already yeah. know. And I love how Michael has the reaction of like, no, it's supposed to be Eleanor and Chidi. <laughs> but like, Janice is like, no, it's fine. Yeah. They're all together. They're t- they're taking the lessons. It, it It's definitely been, it's been interesting. Um, you had, uh, oh, that one demon. 
Oh, Sean. Sh- no, not no, Sean. No, not Sean. Sean was the boss. Uh, Sean yeah. was the boss. The, uh, whoever Adam Scott is playing. Yes. Yeah, yeah Adam you Scott. You had him shoot back up. <laughs> he, yeah, his couple of episodes on there, um, the Larry Hemsworth fucking running <laughs> joke is quite honestly fantastic. I I barely have an eight pack. <laughs> like, it just, it was, it's fantastic. It's, it, this season could have been like it could have been a a trouble spot for them trying to kind of do this like all right well they're back on earth and trying to figure this out and um and now things are a little bit kind of thrown for a loop eric you're not 100 percent caught up right you're an episode behind no i just saw the americana restaurant okay (laughs) good one lord in heaven uh that's a really good one uh so you didn't get to the party you haven't gotten to the engagement nope oh you're two episodes behind Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm one behind. Oh, uh, yes, because there's there's a party and a whole thing, and it 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 kind of throws everything for. They've already thrown a wrench into the whole like um, the whole thing in these first couple or four episodes. Anything? Yeah. Yeah, we're four episodes in, and they've already thrown like a, a major wrench by the, into. By everything. the time this drops, I think episode five should be out. Yes. Yes. Um, but if you haven't watched it. If you haven't watched the season or you're not caught up, go catch up. It is so good. It's on Netflix. Seasons uh, one and two. Yes. I've been watching them like crazy. Uh, season three is out. And I have just started to listen to The Good Place to, uh, hyping the podcast. Oh, shit. That the guy that plays Sean is actually the host of. And they do um, they go episode by episode oh. and talk about the, the show. Like each each I thing need, in like I background stuff. It's um it's very it's very interesting. I it's a it's a lot. So you either need to like really be interested and really focused on it, um, uh, because like the first episode is uh, gonna be about episode is about episode one, but it's with Michael Shore, the uh creator, uh-huh. who I didn't realize had done um The Office and Parks and Rec. Oh yeah, and yeah. Bas- basically was given carte blanche freedom to make a show. So that's how this thing even like they the NBC was just like all right, do what you want. And he came, he ended up like, you know, he talks about how the, the concept came up, came about for this and, and all that. But I don't know if they're all about an hour, but I mean, it's, it's an hour of a lot of conversation. So it's very interesting. There's a lot of really cool information. If you really, if you like the show, go check out that podcast as well. And uh, I, I think that's like the majority of like the good stuff that's coming out. Yeah, the real, the really big stuff. Yeah, uh, I haven't I haven't seen any Supergirl yet. I have, did not watch Charmed. Did either of you watch Charmed? Nope. I watched the first episode. It's cute. I I never judge a show by its first episode. Oh, of course, the pilot because be because crap. the pilot is always like really weird. Um, the White Lighter is sassy as fuck. Um, interesting. So I'm going to enjoy him immensely. Um. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I've it, it's it's very cutesy. So we'll see if they darken it up a bit. Okay. Um, I mean, the first one wasn't that dark. So yeah. We'll see. We'll see if it keeps that same tone or not. Um, but there's there's lots of of fall television out there. Uh, <laughs> oh, the gifted. <laughs> That's still going. We haven't gotten to Gotham yet. Uh- Shield hasn't will the, come out in the beginning of next year. The final season of Gotham. They did. They did a uh, post uh, show pictures of Bane, and Bane actually looks like the thing is all the characters look good. <laughs> no, it's he just, doesn't. Oh, I thought he doesn't look anything like Bane. Oh well, yeah, no, it's proto Bane. And then they're gonna do oh, something no. that makes him bulk up. He's got like mechanical guts. Yeah, 
I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Is Sabrina this week or next week? Uh, this Friday, 26th. Whoa, so when this drops, you'll get to... You'll Chilling get to, Adventures of Sabrina. you get to listen to us and then binge Sabrina. Daredevil's out. I haven't watched that uh, yet. It is getting insanely good reviews. I've heard nothing but good things about Daredevil Season yeah. 3, so... I'll have to check that out. I've been I've been a the, little busy over the last two weeks. The, the rest of the Marvel Netflix, though. So, the theory on the cancellations they have done is that they may actually be. Um, it it seems like they may cancel all the Marvel Netflix shows because Disney is planning on launching a whole bunch of original Netflix uh, Netflix um, original Marvel content for their streaming yeah. service. Oh yeah, no, and, that's that's absolutely that's yeah. been talked about, and that was one of the big things was. What are they going to do about these Netflix shows? Because, I mean, obviously we're not privy to any of the details, but you figure they've signed contracts for X amount of time. So that's why when it was like, oh, Iron Fist canceled. And I didn't realize that they canceled Daredevil also? No, uh, um, uh, Luke Cage. Oh, oh, okay. So I but, but that's the thing. is like As soon as that came out, I was like, okay, that just means that those two are done for now. Because your production schedule is going to be in such a way that you can't start producing something now for Netflix that's going to come out after your contract is up. You're going to have to just say, okay, it's canceled. Yeah. But then we'll see all this stuff pop up on Disney's streaming and they, service. And they, I was going to say, because it started with Defenders 2. They they axed Defenders uh, 2. And then... Um, so rumor has it, though, they're, they're planning on potentially moving everybody over to there. Oh, yeah. And I would love, 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 if they would give us uh, Heroes for Hire series and a Daughters of the Dragon series. I would... I would, I would do anything for Daughters of the Dragon series, but we'll see how it goes. Because I know there's rumors that they were gonna do like a Loki, um, series, like a oh, prequel, and Scarlet Witch, and a Scarlet Witch one. Yeah. The Scarlet Witch one's supposed to have um Elizabeth Olsen, Elizabeth Olsen, and have as much production value as like the movies. So well, now that they're gonna be doing it for their own shit, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you see those budgets go up because now they're gonna be they'll be putting money in to make money for themselves. Yeah. That's, you know, so you, when you're doing it for somebody else, eh, you know, you're going to cut some corners here and there. But I wouldn't be surprised if it launches uh, with Defenders and then uh, seasons of the other ones afterwards. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if that's how they, they launch on the, the Disney se- uh, streaming service. But I wasn't I wasn't shocked when I saw cancellations. Do you think that'll end up happening with Runaways as well? Well, uh, um, actually, so Disney, uh, when Disney bought Fox Entertainment, they actually own over half of Hulu now. They own about two thirds of Hulu. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if they're I planning. I think that'll stay there. I think yeah. it'll stay there. Yeah. I'd be, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked either way. But I, I have a funny feeling that it'll it'll stay where it is for right now. With them not having any stake in Netflix, it's not surprising for them to pull it. Um, but I mean, they they may want to put all of their you know, quote they, unquote, television. They on. they did move a lot of their animated series to Hulu once um once they um because I know Star versus the Forces of Evil, Gravity Falls. I mean, technically, Ducktales is on Hulu. You just have to have the live uh TV thing to access it. Um, so they they've they've shunted a lot of their televised stuff onto Hulu. Yeah. Um. So it'll be interesting to see how they how they um how they kind of move stuff around because i know uh the star wars live action tv series um is also supposed to be on the streaming that their streaming service yeah it's going to be their f- flagship original series probably yeah yeah they're they're gonna want it all most of it's gonna be under their umbrella so we'll see how it all plays out 
So on the quick spot of gaming, the Nintendo online service is live. BJ, you want to tell us about that? Yeah. Um. Do you, you didn't get it? I haven't. I, I've been a little bit busy over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Between traveling and, I don't know, Pride, Bear Bust, all that, I haven't really spent much time at home. So it's um, so it's got the standard things, you know, cloud saving. Um, Although I did hear one thing that they put it, that there was a modded version of Legend of Zelda that lets you start with like a couple hundred rupees and like a bunch of bombs and weapons at the beginning of the game. Yep. There was like some sort of like easy mode. Yep. It's, it's, um, so you've got, um, the, it's seamless too when you go to the 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 stream the games are streaming so it's not like you have to buy them or anything um and you've got like Mario Brothers 3 you've got the the very first Mario Brothers so not Super Mario Brothers um you've got um well, that motocross game Excite Bike Excite Bikes <gasps> on there um I love Yoshi's Bike. uh Yoshi's like that Yoshi puzzle cookie game that's oh, on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Was it Yoshi? Was it Yoshi's cookie? No, it was. I, no, no. It's just uh, this one is just. It just says Yoshi, and it's a weird puzzle game where you have uh, to put all the enemies in an egg and then eat the egg. Oh, that's different. Yeah, that's a different one. Uh, that was the first one. Um, but you've got a ton of uh, classics already on there. I think Metroid might be the original Metroid might be on there. But all of so all those games have uh, you can save. Um, you can, uh, if there are any that have a multiplayer function, you can play online with people. Like you can mm. do a psych bike with other people online. Wow. Um, so it's it's a nice little like because I know emulators kind of ruled the Nintendo the classic Nintendo games for a while. So they put a lot of work into making sure that if you're playing an older um, Nintendo game, that you have like a premium experience on it. Um, Doctor well, Mario's on there. Well, yeah, and in anticipation of this, Nintendo went around and cracked down really hard on the emulator and ROM sites. Yep. Wow. But no, it's definitely like it, there's no load time. You just oh. you just start the game. That's pretty awesome. So, um, yeah. So they they put a lot a lot of work into uh into making the game streaming part of it. Because uh, I thought you would just have access to a couple of games. No, it's all, it's uh, the entire sh- game streaming library is accessible. Wow. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm I'm sure uh, I'm sure I'll look into that now that uh, a lot of the big things in my life are <laughs> are kind of coming to an end for right now. Awesome. All right. So Oral isn't here. I haven't really caught up on reading because of travels and um events because we had come out with pride uh, a week and a half ago as of this recording which was insane um it was hot as balls out marched in the parade and then uh went to worked at the parliament house where we had ooh, a couple thousand people fucking swarming that place it was insane a couple thousand people fucking pretty much Pretty much. I mean, depending on how you try to get through that crowd, I'm pretty sure I impregnated somebody. <laughs> um, and then Barabas and, and all of that stuff. Uh, so I haven't caught up on my comic reading. So maybe Oral and I um, and, and BJ will have to do a, uh, a an in-depth comics look for uh, our next microsode. I'm down. Um, so I don't have a lot to talk about, but I'm going to throw it over to BJ. For any of the books that you may be reading that you think our listeners should hear about, um, so the only thing that I have, uh, I've, I've recently caught up on, uh, 
is uh, Runaways. They kind of relaunched it. Um, you have the original. You have um, Chase doing something dumb as usual. Um, he managed to save Gert and do it in a way that doesn't really fuck up the timeline. Um, you've got Nico that is separated from A-Force and is kind of picking up the pieces of her life. Um, you've got Miss Dean, Lucy in the Sky, um, finishing college. Um, you've got Molly, who's living with her creepy geneticist grandmother. Um, Alex, who is actually out of hell and wandering around somewhere. Um, you've got Victor, who's ahead. Um, and has some, and has, uh, they actually continued his storyline straight from the visions where he, wait, which part? Uh, victory, uh, Victor, um, the Vi- uh, vision son. No, 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 not vision oh. son. Wait. The, um, Ultron son. Oh, yes. Oh, he is somewhat indirectly responsible for vision son's death. Um, he was tasked with spying on Vision's son and um, tried to reach out with his powers, and he had a new body that was boosted with vibranium, and apparently... They revived Vision's son? No. Oh, okay. Because Appa- he died in the Vision. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, so, but, um, I'm so lost. I never read the, I never read Runaways. I, um, I've read like the first maybe six issues now. Yeah. Um, so like any of the stuff that happened later in the comics, I'm just like... I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they they picked up they picked up um um they find a essentially a boy sealed up and it's it's Ultron's son. Uh. Effectively, he was supposed to be released into the general populace and kind of pave the way for Ultron, but he without Ultron actually doing his programming, he's just kind of free to do whatever he wants. So he's more he's an android, not unlike Vision, but more human. Yes. Um yeah. So, uh, but he joined up with the Avengers, and they thought he had died on a mission, uh, so they mailed his head back to, uh, the mansion where Chase is living, and then you have, um, I think that's everybody. Yeah, that's currently, um, everybody. Um, you- I am confusion. <laughs> so you have, um, but, but because, uh, Gert- will explain. Because Gert is back, um, Gert is literally 16, still- and fresh out of the original series. So she thinks everybody should get back together again. So you've got kind of everybody slowly coming back together. Um, and they have just introduced the seed of the Gaborum, um, which effectively is what was supposed to happen after the world was destroyed. Only they're like, where the fuck is our planet? So, um, so there was a lot of build. Um, uh, Cara- uh, Carolina uh, was dating one of uh, the Power Pack kids. Um, uh, the one that had the flight ability. She was dating her for a little bit, so it's it's good. It starts off very, it's very, it's very somewhat drama less superhero um, at the get go, and then it kind of picks up. I really liked kind of catching up with all those characters, so. Um, some people uh, aren't really into it because of that, but I actually like the fact that because I really like the characters from Runaways, and I really like the fact that they're actually kind of backtracking and doing a couple of flashbacks and whatnot. I didn't realize that the Power Pack were anywhere near the same age as the Runaways. Cast. Yeah, apparently, they didn't de-age them at all. So the Power Pack. Um, I think the youngest member of the Power Pack. She is. Uh, I think she said she was seventeen. 
okay. And the oldest sister is like in her mid twenties now. Okay. So cool. And then Chris Anka, I think I know he was doing the art when the book relaunched. I think he might still be doing the uh, art. He was. He was. So he's do, still doing the cover art. He's doing the covers. Um, but he was. Uh, he was doing the art from issue one all the way through uh issue twelve. Oh, okay. Issue twelve, and then issue thirteen, they picked up uh, a new artist, a very fabulous homosexual, that Chris Anka. Um, I the only thing that I know that I've seen, um, they're gearing up hardcore for Uncanny X Men number one. There's like seventy seven variant covers now. They keep on releasing like five every like couple of days, and it's just insane. I'm I, I they're apparently taking this relaunch of Uncanny X Men very seriously and want it to be a big thing which i'm happy about because i love me some x-men so uh we need, still need to get through uh decimation extermination extinction uh, agenda extinction exterminate i think it's uh extermination and then there's decimation coming up uh but it, the blue and gold books have gone away they've finished their run and uh, we have a set of five one-shots called X-Men Black, where they're focusing on different villains. So we've had Magneto, Mystique. Oh. Um, I think this week was... I think last week was Mojo. And this week is Juggernaut. I think we have one more episode... Uh, one more episode. One more issue of X-Men Black to uh, to go. But there's a Chris Claremont-penned apocalypse story that is the B story for each of these issues, which has been this thing where apocalypse is trying to like get his new host body but then there's this whole thing where he's ends up making himself not a mutant anymore it's this craziness Uh i haven't read it but i've heard it's uh it's kind of all over the place and very interesting so um we'll definitely have to catch up on our our comics talk and and really go in depth with some of that but listeners if you have a book that you think that we should be reading or that you want us to talk about, hit us up on our Facebook or uh, any of our social media platforms and let us know what we should be talking about or what we should be reading. And um, we will close out this episode the same way we do every month with our full cast recordings. We're going to talk about our one-ups, the things that are giving us life in the pop culture world. I'm going to go back the other way now. BJ, why don't you kick us off? What's giving you life this month? Um, so I got to go back to a little bit of what I talked about last month. Um, the new Spider-Man game dropped their first DLC um, starring uh, the newly redesigned Black Cat. And it is... Janet Sp- Jackson is there? <laughs> Miss Cat, if you're nasty. Um, yes. So... It's fantastic. It is the best written, best acted game I have ever played. Um, beating Spider-Man, it it pulls on all of those heartstrings that you would expect from a really good Spider-Man story. Um, with the DLC, you've got kind of another. The they did kind of another interaction with. Um, like his superhero life kind of versus his private life and how how they're kind of interconnected. Um, 
So it's it'll be it'll be interesting. I really want one of these DLCs where you can play as Miles. I really want to play as Miles. God damn it. Um, but no, it is it is absolutely phenomenal, and I can't wait for the other two episodes. And now that Spider Man has been introduced into the Marvel Comics universe yep. in Spider Geddon. So it'll be interesting to see like how they play off of that in the future with with the downloadable content as well. Yep. Very good. Very good. Eric, what is your green mushroom for the month? Mine's a video game as well. And mine is Mega Man 11. Oh! Yay! Blue Bomber's back. 30th anniversary. Oh, yeah. Have you watched a terrible cartoon? Which one? Uh, the newest one. No, I haven't. It's terrible. It's Hooray. so bad. Because the art design looked horrible. <laughs> uh... <laughs> But no, Mega Man 11, it's good. It is the same kind of art style akin to Mega Man 7 and 8, which was on Super Nintendo. Um, it is quite challenging, which is good because that uh, just keeps you playing for longer. And it's got some good surprises, a little tweaks to game mechanics. As well as, um, in recent years, people have really gotten into speed running Mega Man games. And is this speed speed run mode? Yeah, Sweet. there's like time trial modes oh, uh, okay. for both stages and boss battles and such. So, um, yeah, it's a great pl- game to play. Very nice. My one up. I have kind of two different things. One, um, so I kept on getting asked by my family what I want for my birthday. And honestly, I don't like There's not much that physically that I want that isn't like, you know, two grand for like hobbies of like, you know, photography, and new <laughs> lenses and shit. Um, but I decided I want to be that homosexual and support Trixie Mattel even more by getting two birds, one stone on vinyl. So, what do you need if you're going to get vinyl? You need a turntable. So, I got a turntable for my birthday. And uh, that was a gift from my sister. Did you get two turntables? And a microphone? I did not. Uh. Because it's not where it's at. Uh. Uh, (laughs) Oh. So, I... uh, Jesse, a friend of ours, um, had given me an Amazon gift card for my birthday and i decided that i would be that queer and purchase janelle Monet's dirty computer on vinyl so the yeah, i was just staring at it across it, the room it's like, what? gorgeous it is gorgeous um and seeing the album art that large you see like her like the sadness in her eyes and the cover like you can't really see that on like little graphics on on your phone or on even on a cd case like you can't see that detail and seeing it in that size. I was like, oh, wow. The emotion and the, the imagery just resonates so much more. And um, there was a point at Bear Bus that I was like, you know what? I need to calm down a little bit and I need some peace. So I popped the the turntable open for the first time and put on Dirty Computer. And it was so awesome hearing the little, little crackle before the needle uh-huh. hits the groove for the first <laughs> song. It's just like, this is really cool. Um, so that was that 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 just made me really happy this weekend. 
And um, the other thing is music related as well. I'm going to be that homosexual right now. Mariah Carey's album is coming out on November 16th. I was a little sad that it didn't come out for my birthday, but it was available for pre-order on my birthday. And so I have pre-ordered the album, um, both physical copy and digital, uh, because I am that homosexual again. But even better, she has announced the Caution World Tour 2019. Mariah Carey's going on tour, and I am super excited. And uh, she's not coming to Florida. Is she gonna? Is she gonna do that song she did with Cameo from the Glitter album? Because that's, I that's could what... only hope that she would do <laughs> Lover Boy. <laughs> she probably will not do Lover Boy. <laughs> <laughs> what if she covers Lover Boy? And she's working for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that would I would enjoy that. I would enjoy that. Um, she's not coming to Florida, which is sad because you know I like to just be able to drive to one of my local music venues. Um, I think she's doing smaller venues, probably better for her at this point in time. Um, but my options are Atlanta, New York, and go see her at Radio City Music Hall again, or go to Chicago which I now have an affinity for. And I have friends in all three locations, and now it's I have to decide between now and Friday where I want to go see this concert because Friday the 26th is when uh, tickets go on sale, and it's just made me so happy because I will say this. I've been a Mariah Carey fan for 28 years now. The Elusive Chanteuse album, or Me, I Am Mariah, um, was okay. It wasn't great. And then she put out some songs in between to try to like, there, there. She's had a lot of false starts with releasing music lately. Uh, there was the one triumphant with like uh, Rick Ross and some other rapper on it. Um, after she had her show on uh, E, uh, and she broke off the engagement and like revealed it to the world that she had left a billionaire for a broke twenty-four-year-old backup dancer. Um, good on you, Mariah. Uh, she put out that song, I Don't, where it was all about like how she freed herself from this. And it's like, these songs aren't that great. And they, <laughs> they focus heavily on the rapper and less on her. Where I was like, these are your songs. Why are you like doing the hook and the chorus and not the verses? Like, Why aren't you doing the song? And I didn't love those. I don't think I've even purchased those. Um, but she released uh, GTFO. About two weeks before she dropped the first, the lead single, uh, With You, from the album. And then uh, when With You came out, I was instantly hooked. And uh, I pre-ordered the album and it came with another track, which is also pretty good as well. And it's got a rapper on it, but again, it's pulled back and it's more Mariah focused and more of her older. Like it feels like It feels like Mariah again. And I'm happy to hear that. And I'm actually really excited for this album, so it really is giving me lots of life right now. With that being said, dear listeners, that concludes this month's episode of Flamon's Half Cast, or as I want to call it now when it's just the three of us, Girl Talk. <laughs> no? All right. <laughs> uh, but we'll be back again in two weeks uh, with another microsode and again in four uh, for another full cast episode. Check us out online, flameonshow.com. And remember, if you would like to help support us or the Nerdy Show Network in general, go to patreon.com forward slash nerdy show and uh, become a patron. And with that, peace. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.